0: <laughs>
1: it could it really could be worse that's that's,
2: that's. and with that welcome back to so all new the giant Cardinal robot podcast right right at the top of this you heard the return laughter of one marisa rodriguez what's up mal
1: hello there welcome back happy to be here
2: um and my co-host the bestest of the bestest i don't know what the fuck i meant right there i was trying to rhyme but it didn't work close Chris enough i'm <laughs> <the damn alarm> a <laughs>
3: What's up,
2: guys? And I am your ever-lovable blue eye. Well, not blue-eyed. I'm your ever-lovable brown-eyed thing, Desi is dead, Desmond Robinson. I'm using my (laughs) government name. Um, We have um, some housekeeping before we get into... We have two housekeeping things. One is a What the Fuck DC, which is now a concurrent segment on this podcast now. Yeah. I love our What the Fuck segments. And what's going to happen with the future of gcr so future of gcr um gcr is still going to keep on going um it's going to be its own substation podcast so i'm creating a arts collective marisa if you didn't know so um it's not a collective on the, it's
3: it's a collection of people collectively
2: it's a, no, no it's just <laughs> a collect it's fucking it's a collective <laughs> um, but um, also some things have uh, came up that we may lose the Night Owl show we might so we're just I always consider Night Owl like if anytime is our last show that's why we go fucking bonkers on every show and, oh yeah and we play music that we assume will get us in trouble
3: oh yeah because it's like if we can't play the music we want to play what's the point
2: yeah so Tentatively, Night Owl is up in the air, but check us check us out on KDHR.net or their Spotify feed and just look for the Night Owl show. Forget all the other ones, look for us. I, I'm done supporting everybody else. Look for the Night Owl show.
3: And I'm sure that doesn't mean that we ever are obligated at all to take down the uh, playlist we've been building for you guys over the, the course of Night Owl.
2: They have they all they have it so we can't take down a damn thing. <laughs> but for GCR though. Um, It's going to be its own separate thing, but in the near future, Artist Talk episodes will be taken down and it'll be housed on a new group that I cannot give the name just yet, but it's going to be now um, Artist Talks will be moving to that new group and I will be the producer and director and editor and writer for Artist Talk. Um, Hosting is up in the air. For that, Um, I'm currently looking for new hosts for Artist Talk because I am not trying to be the Black James Lipton. If y'all don't know who James Lipton is, (laughs) you you all should be ashamed of yourself.
0: Oh, oh, why? (laughs) Um,
2: and uh, actually, we you don't want to go inside the actor studio, bro? No, (laughs) no. And and here's and here's legit. If you go and go to the first two episodes of artist talk i did rip off at least two questions from mr Ah. james lipton from inside the actor studio and interviewing artists it took a minute to find my voice for that show (laughs) and and to be comfortable because i I well like anything else right i may sound like an extrovert but i'm legit an introvert
3: you're a very what have i been saying for a while you're a very extroverted introvert
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah that's true that is true like
3: you have the capacity to go out and do shit when you want to
1: but most of the time you'd rather be home
2: (laughs) that is true that is true and I think Mauricio can attest to that
1: I can absolutely do it. by the way who is this uh James Lipton you were saying that means that means you don't have to be ashamed of yourself is what that
2: means oh (laughs) I I don't
1: have to be because I I I don't know who this person is and I was starting to feel ashamed
2: (laughs) oh that's why he was quiet all this time
1: a little bit yeah
2: motherfucker
1: <laughs>
3: go for it tell, tell them who James Lipton is <laughs> okay James
2: Lipton is um he is also an actor himself but he's a prolific interviewer um just look at clips of inside the actor's studio he had great conversations with um Bradley Cooper um Dave Chappelle Alec Baldwin the cast of family guy even was on there um yeah the cast it's of, like the cast huh? of Simpsons. it's in his house at a um at a school so pretty much it is students Listening, act listening to actors talk about their experience in acting, um, different roles, and getting intimate conversations that we Achoo. normally won't get from an actor in actual normal interviews, and we get to see them be real. And also, it's a rare and in, um, Inside the Actor Studio has been on for so long. Bradley Cooper has technically been on almost every single episode because in the earlier episodes he was a student in the crowd. Hmm. Years later, okay. before James Lipton passed away, he became one of the um, um, actors being interviewed by James Lipton.
3: Wow! Yeah, like he—he's—he was on for a long time. It's
2: yeah. You can see him in the audience as well as a student. And he had he had a couple of where he was asking questions, and he learned a lot. And he said he he legit learned a lot. And this is before way before he did um, Wet uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Please tell me you saw that.
1: I I haven't. Uh,
2: I, agree. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am a person without a culture. It's like what the, can I say?
3: It's it's a lot like uh like what was it say uh actors roundtable except um very focused on a specific actor or
2: group of actors. Yep, and then that's how I based off artist talk. Um, me one on one with them with an artist. Um, for the first season, it was an eclectic group. It was um those artists well. Andrea Stagg on one episode. She's not an artist, but her mother is, but she's more of a curator director working with students. And she's also a teacher, but she's not an artist herself, but she has a lot of connection within the art um, art world and the community. Um, Devin Suno, who right now is, he's going to be on KCET PBS here in California. Um, Talking about internment camps, um, I have been posting a lot from him. He's I went from being a student to now being in a way a colleague in the art community. Um, not as prevalent now because of damn COVID, so that has put a hamper to that for but at the moment. But he will be on an upcoming episode of Artist Talk. Artist Talk season three is coming soon. So that's also another thing we we're gonna put here in the, um at the top of the episode. But
3: Oh, is that the stinger right there? <laughs>
2: That's one of stinger. Um I am working on getting some actual working artists for season three of Artist Talk. Um, and then this past season two, we have two. Re- we have one returning guest, which was Santos Nunez um, for Artist Talk, and we had Jack, um, Jackie uh, Mendoza, Russell Rodriguez, and Dima Aljabe. Oh, I got her name right. Her last name right. Boom. <laughs> She's an (laughs) Armenian um, artist herself, Um, and we talked about everything in terms of art and um, how I mainly try to focus on women in art um, themselves. This um, last um, for second season, Uh, and um, Brianna Correa, Um, and it's one thing, and we can say, and this is a little spoiler, but even I mentioned it on this episode, multiple episodes. Parents not into their kids being artists, which is (laughs) not a shocker. But that mm-hmm. it, it became a common theme for that whole entire season. But um, make sure you check out Artist Talk, I think you'll like it. And my tone is different from this to that because you're gonna be like, "Is this Desi?"
3: Oh. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot less anger fuel. No, just... that, that
1: that'd be interesting <laughs> to hear. Actually, no. Actually, you're. It, it does sound kind of uh, kind of interesting. And I actually know somebody that you might want to talk to. Okay. Um, I have a a friend from Venezuela. Who's an uh, who's an artist uh, studying in well she was studying in New York and uh, she is actually really good and uh, uh, I could I could put you in contact with her yeah she'd be I, I think she'd be a very interesting person to talk to
2: definitely um, give me their IG so I can check out their art I want at least trying to see their art so I can get like a like a grassroots knowing like knowing not knowing but. Trying to understand their art, and then they can better understand it. Because I like looking at someone's artwork, and then I know whatever I'm thinking is going to be 100 percent wrong. And I, I, I always love for the artist to like describe it. So I'm like, all right, I know I was wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong. That's why I like doing artist talk. Just tell me why I'm wrong about what I'm mm. thinking. Especially because I'm in, I'm, and I get, I do get hate because I'm like, us straight men don't know jack shit what women are creating. We need to shut up and let them talk and that's one of the reasons why season two was all women perspective and their voice and i'm yes i would like to interview her
1: sure thing I'll, I'll hook you up
2: um so now go on to dc comics
3: yeah i was gonna say item two on housekeeping, <laughs> two on
2: housekeeping. <laughs> because then we're gonna go into breaking down what we're gonna talk because i know i said at the top dragon age is going to be a main focus on this episode um, we already have 10 minutes. We, just the normal rigmarole. We, so, we, oh, yeah. Enough. Yeah. The tangent on tangent on tangent. Technically, I, I, stick to, I stick to the GCR. What's the future? So GCR is still going to be to end off the part, first part. GCR is still going to keep on chugging along. We're still going to work on being on Stitcher as well. We, there's an update. We're still working on it. Financial is one of the hiccups. <laughs> uh, so Stitcher, Stitcher ain't free, y'all. Yep. Yeah. Um artist talk is gonna be moving, so I would say by twenty twenty one those episodes will be gone off of Spotify and SoundCloud. But they'll be housed on they actually not making the executive decision. They'll stay, but they will be videos on YouTube soon. Damn, you heard it here first. So early twenty um late twenty 2020, twenty, early twenty twenty one, we I will have finally the software to convert well reconvert the audio back to video to make it a video file and we will have a dedicated youtube channel by 2021 dude like
3: legit how cool will it be if literally a year from now we can listen back to this podcast and be like damn like like we're doing so much better now hopefully that'll be true (laughs)
2: yeah uh
3: hopefully that'll be true i want to listen back to be like basically i'm i'm giving a high five to future Christian right now (laughs)
2: <laughs> and it's be well earned because we will be going into video soon to get more analytics and so we can actually get review copies to movies, TV shows, comics, and video games. So we will be moving forward to video on YouTube soon. We know we're going to get copyright claimed because cursing.
3: So. <laughs> we're going to have to get creative with the cursing. There's, there's oh, a lot of channels. No, no, no. no, no. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, I don't mean I don't mean creative as in we change our cursing habits at all. What I'm saying is the way that we present it on the video. Because I've seen a lot of uh, different YouTube channels that have really creatively censored themselves. Yeah. That I think that we could like we could stay genuine to how we talk, but when we censor it, we can make it our own and make it entertaining.
2: And Here's the thing. I'm I come to the realization I'm a lazy man. And whoever's gonna future <laughs> futurely edit our shows, I'm gonna keep that mandate. So have if, I have if I not offered
1: it already? You must work name. in a way that is lazy.
2: Yeah. If you want to be hyper stylized edited, we can do that for you. But when it comes to me finally being on camera, uh-huh, everyone is going to hear me and see me drop F bombs. And if there's a dude out there who deserves it, I'm gonna drop the C bomb on them.
3: Okay, so I'll do this. Oh, how about how about how about this? I want to edit that because I need an excuse to get good with fucking Premiere.
0: Okay, we can do that. Legit,
3: <laughs> I need an excuse and I need an excuse to finally build my, my PC that would be strong enough to actually edit a lot of that shit at, at the way I want.
2: Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that for you. That'll be your that'll be your special project. But for now audio is going to be audio video podcast so pretty much the normal podcast you see on youtube and then towards the middle towards the end of 2021 we will actually be on camera for you all so
3: watch out make sure you get a screen protector but i don't think it works from cracking on the inside
2: but but also i am working on going toward and also another big news um i've thought about it i'm going to go to grad school fall 2021 so our production uh, our production exciting guy. news thank you our production yeah like uh, can, can i finish I, I, sorry i'm yeah. just
3: like you're steamrolling through but dude that's a, that's <laughs> awesome like i know you want to steamroll that but that's actually really cool dude like this is legit the first we're hearing of it so it's like oh that's that's awesome man
2: exactly. um i am gonna go to grad school i'm gonna apply end of this actually not end of this year i'm too late Start of January to be ready for fall twenty twenty one. So our bi weekly episodes two um twice a week will go down to back to once a week. Okay. But that hence why I'm looking for a new host for Artist Talk.
0: Mm, okay.
2: Okay. Because doing trying to do three episodes I have to no, yeah. limit limit my my expo, my me being out there a lot and I think sticking to G C. R and then being the spearhead for the arts collective it's gonna take a majority of the time. So
3: no that makes sense man that really yeah that's that's cool yep. so and that is really awesome
2: thank you so that's the uh, what's going to happen with the gcr from now to 2021 and beyond now to dc and then we'll break down the dragon age thing uh, now we will rank this number I, I lost count on the shit that dc has done in 2020 alone just in 2020 in general just just, Jesus Christ
3: (laughs) you can already feel like the pressure building up in his throat
2: Yeah. (laughs) 10 hours ago um, the day of this recording is July 17th we're recording right now and it's now we're on record um, 7pm or 7.04pm
3: pay no attention to the men behind the screen
2: on the west coast and 10pm for Mauricio in Florida Yes it is. Um I finally got my um time coast codes right. <laughs> um but in October, um Batman issue one hundred is coming out for DC. And <laughs> they had the bright idea to give Batman a bright ass blue fucking costume.
3: Yeah, and it's like okay, it's not even like in the way that you know regular blue Batman costumes. It's like it's like and T-1000 he, in a bad way, man.
2: And he, he, oh, no. No, I, I, this is not a standalone story or anything. No, this is going to be the norm until someone in the higher ups of DC is like, no, get Batman back his costume. Um, I will tweet this out. So like I said, Desi is dead on Twitter. It is a bright-ass fucking blue, a bluish gray bat suit with a high... Uh, a high tech lighted up Batman, light blue scheme um, emblem on his chest. It's like it's a, like a wannabe Iron Man costume, but it's fucking Batman.
1: I don't know, man. He he seems to kind of enjoy it. All smiley and shit. I know you you, you don't you don't see Bruce smiling after often. He must have really really liked this outfit.
2: Or the fact that now him and Catwoman is now back together.
1: Hmm. That'll make a dude smile. Yep, that's for sure.
2: And she is pregnant. And currently, if y'all not... And this is I don't care. Fuck it. I don't care. Obviously, that made
3: him smile very much then.
2: So, the City of War series that has been going on with Batman currently. Um, Bane, who's been... Op- Why Bane has not been a single focus villain in these DC films makes no fucking sense. He systematically shut down Gotham. This is Bane himself. Killed Alfred. Now let me let me pull this back. He Wait, had what? Bruce's father from Earth Two, from Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne, kill Alfred. Snap his neck.
0: So Jesus, he,
2: he put the fear of God into Tim Drake to the point where Tim no longer wants to be in Gotham. <laughs> Uh, He's like, I just want to get out of here,
3: man. Damn. He made
2: Damien have now self doubt, so now Damien has been brought to um down, and he also de- ruined the relationship between Bruce and Selina Kyle, Catwoman.
3: Like, Bane is just a wrecking ball through all things Batman, relationship
2: and bones. <laughs> and he broke Batman's back again. What but is it with him? Worse. Back? But this time, Batman couldn't feel the use of his legs.
0: Oh
3: shit. So he like
2: severed his spine. Mm-hmm. He fucked Batman up.
1: And this is the same Batman that we are seeing here in issue 100 with a with a very light, bright blue smiley face yeah. uh, suit. This
2: is the same Batman. He's healed. The Bane War is over, but now it's the Joker War. war. See, between yeah. the Bane War and now what's going on in the comic books. Like honestly they, DC is really fucking with Nightwing. They really Dick Grayson, he gets shot in the head by KG Beast. Damn. Loses his memory of him ever being Dick Grayson, his family was um circus performers, him being Robin, Nightwing, knowing the Titans, everything is wiped away. He becomes Rick Grayson. <laughs> Um, they, did just they didn't want
1: him to be a dick anymore. Yeah. Hey, man. And
3: and they, so, they, they were dicking around with him too much.
2: Yeah. And then, now, currently in the Joker War, when Dick is now becoming Dick Grayson again, but he's still mentally messed up, Joker. Now, you remember Batman Beyond Return of the Joker?
1: No. Yes. Wait,
3: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, they fuck with Tim Drake?
2: that's what they're currently doing right now with Dick Grayson. Oh.
0: Uh, at
2: the end of the, at the end of the current issue, Dick is now he has a weird-looking Nightwing costume. But Batgirl was went to um was sent in to go see what's up with Dick Grayson because he's not answering Bruce's calls. He's not answering nobody, not even um his girl his girlfriend has heard from Dick. And he knows. She knows that Dick Grayson is Nightwing <laughs> and Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. She calls and she finds him. He turns around with the Joker smile, face paint, and it ends with Joker standing there, telling him, "Finish the job." Uh, oh, and also punchline: Joker's new right hand woman is there, and she fucks uh, up Harley come Quinn. On. She fucking. Come
1: Harley on,
2: Harley Quinn can um. Uh, last time i checked she can't talk for a while she slit um harley quinn's throat the fuck and hard? stabbed her so if you there's an issue of the of that batman arc harley has scars all over because of um this new um punchline and batman is also currently messed up so hence why he's gonna wear this suit later on in the year
3: honestly like if this suit were darker I have no problem with it. It's just honestly, I know I was saying this before it's podcast. Ugly. It was the colors. It's the colors. Like the like the the formation of the armor and shit, I'm not mad at. I'm I'm okay with it. The belt reminds me a lot of like early thousands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like early thousands just coming out of the 90s like spike everything look and like let's make everything with like dutch angle lines pretty much. But um, the color is the thing that kills it for me.
2: I know, and if it was um, the old school Batman color scheme, I would have been fine. Like yeah, like
3: if there was like a little bit of accent of yellow anywhere, like was slightly dark, I, I would be really okay with this. I would actually really like this. It's just it's that color.
2: It's it's, it's on the level of how bad they did. Dam- um, not Damien, Um, Tim. Tim is no longer Red Robin. He, you know what? No. That that is a that was, that was taking too much time. Does it <laughs> seem to
1: you that uh, does it seem to you that the cape is uh, split in the middle? Oh God, is it?
0: it, looks <gasps> like, it kinda, is. Kinda no, looks no,
3: no, it's not. No, it's not.
2: It kind of no, no, looks like it, one one of the panel. It actually looks like it is split in the middle. Yeah, so, but on
3: yeah, the left so, of that, on the left of that, you see the cape from behind. And yeah, and it, yeah, it shows
1: it. It's, it's a fold.
2: Okay, okay, it's a fold. All right.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That is a weird fold. Yeah, that I
3: I would not be okay with it if it was a split cake. <laughs> so, uh,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: so, the headline I got to
1: be I got to be absolutely honest. I was just trying to throw a bit of uh a wood in the fire, so No, it worked.
2: It worked. so the tagline for this is in Batman 100. The Joker war comes to a city a city-shattering conclusion as Batman battles the Joker in a brutal no holds bar Final duel. This is a fight eighty years in the making, and this and this outcome won't change Batman's life. It will change Gotham City for years to come. They say that with every fucking whatever.
1: It does sound like a thing they would say a lot,
0: yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Plus, catch the like... first glimpse of the new villain known as Ghostmaker. After the since um, since shattering conclusion of Joker War and a pair of short stories that will chart. Um, what's to come in Gotham City and Batman, but this fifty-six-page issue will be priced at six ninety-nine US, and it's written by James Ty. Um, ah, ty-, uh, ty. I can't Tyranian. I, ty- I can't pronounce Ty. I'm-
3: depending on on origin, Ty. Uh, possibly Tyrian Tignon...
2: I'll say Tignon. Ty- 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 the fourth
3: Tion. Ty- yeah, it could be. It could be a lot depending on where the country of origin.
2: George Jimenez, man, you you was my. <sighs> George, you was my favorite. And you, James Tenny on the fourth? James Tenney in the fourth. Well, I'm here and there on James Tenny in the fourth because he did an X-Men run that I do not like. Mm-hmm. So he's here, he's here and there when it comes, but he does have some, he, does, he did some good things. But this, between this story, I do not, this is where my hate for the Joker comes. It was either in video games, film, animation, now comics. It's always the fucking Joker. We legit, and besides the Arkham games, at the time, at the, at the, time the, Arkham, the first Arkham game came out, Joker was technically dead. So we went a good five to six years where Joker was not involved in any storyline until DC Rebirth hit, where Joker came back with that weird ass, his face was sliced off. And he was running around in a like a, a repairman suit.
3: Yeah, who was it that cut you, you told me about this. Who was it that cut his face off again? I was surprised.
2: Um Toy was it was either not Toy Man. No, it was either Toy Man or
3: um It wasn't Zass, right? Doll, no
2: No, Dollmaker.
3: There you go, Dollmaker. I was like, it was somebody I didn't expect.
2: Dollmaker. Um there's different versions of Dollmaker, and like we say, we can't devote this whole episode on fucking DC. That's my what the fuck DC <laughs> Ish of the day, and then bad enough, we got a fucking Justice League versus Teen Titans review coming to you guys this coming Wednesday. <sighs> All right, that was the first twenty-five minutes of this episode. Now here we go. <laughs> now something. Now something more. Me and more Marie. Well, more or less more. Marie that's here's one of the one of the things that connect us is because of the dragon age series you know
1: it's it's it is actually kind of funny because you always bring me back to to talk about dragon age
2: that's because technically that's like one of the things we actually i think if i remember correctly how besides pulp 365
1: oh yeah um, man i love those days
2: um it was dragon age and mass effect that got us talking and we became friends yeah Um, that is true so, I, I, this is why I love the Dragon Age series. Because despite the divisiveness of Dragon Age 2, drag, if you talk with Dragon Age with anyone, everyone is like, alright, fuck Star Wars, fuck Marvel and DC, alright, what, what is your hypothesis on Dragon Age 4? That's where always the conversation lies in. Um, and the, for the last, ever since EA showed off screenshots for Dragon Age 4, screen rant of all sites and then also there's some youtube youtube channels um also did what could happen or what should happen but then also ran actually had two good articles even i was thinking yeah it was not brought up it was not brought up in dragon age inquisition and the what the fuckness in origins hmm. um so we're going to be breaking down one article Dragon Age Four may break one major class restriction. Uh, we'll we'll get into that one because we mean Marisa. We was tiptoeing around in our in the comment section when I made a post um talking about the class system uh, towards dwarves, which would be your your hint here. Um, until I mentioned the descent, and that's when Marisa was like, "Oh, yep, 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 yep."
1: Yeah, so I, I still remain completely unconvinced, and I am extremely skeptical. I, I usually don't like when when uh, creators, especially like... So, okay, here's the thing about Dragon Age, right? Here's the thing we all, all of us who, who love Dragon Age know about the thing, is that the main writers who created the whole series... Mm-hmm and uh, who who carried it at the beginning and made all of this amazing lore um, are no longer working at Bioware. They're not the ones at the helm of what happens to the story and to the lore and and to all that stuff. So I am um, extremely skeptical with people who come in and take the lore and uh, the story of something and then they want to be like, oh, you know what we can do? We can break this one rule that was already set on the on the lore. Let's just break it because because, because uh, I- now this is ours. So like, I feel like it's kind of disrespectful generally to the to to the lore and to the people who created the lore and to the people who love and fell in love with the with the actual story and with the actual lore of the of of, uh, of the games. Mm-hmm. Now you told me something which is that that that. If um, if I if I would have played um the uh, what was it the, the the descent yeah
2: the descent
1: right on um, uh, to of uh, Inquisition which I've tried to play mm-hmm. and man Inquisition just has not aged well for me at all. I'm I'm opposite coin of that. I I cannot play that game for over thirty minutes <laughs> without feeling. Bored as hell. And that's me. With I Witcher. mean,
2: I'm. I'm sorry. That's me with Witcher
1: Three. Really, I I still don't get it. Witcher Three, I, like, I think I think this is our our eternal curse, man. I think that I I will always be able to play Witcher Three just the way that you're always able to replay uh, Inquisition, yeah. and we will not be able to do the other way around. Yeah, um,
0: we're, yeah we're, we're,
3: I think I know which game that is for me, but it's like. <sighs> not worth it yeah,
2: but we'll get more <laughs> into that um the other article from um, game rant which inquisition or which companion dragon age um i'm gonna take inquisition um companions but take out that but which companions we could see return in dragon age 4 um there's i would say one character who will probably more likely be omitted out um but um i do have like a a counterbalance like for me for Witcher I watched YouTube videos I say just watch YouTube videos for Inquisition you'll you be fine if you go if you decide to play Dragon Age 4 um, also the hardest choices that they have to consider in um, the next Dragon Age game and we'll break that down um, I have game once again this is all from Game Rant and as this person who written these articles besides one, the major class system. Well, two, technically. This person, these these three people individually have to be, like, they're they, they like Charlie Day and it's always sunny, I'll just it'll have a fucking wall of just, like, different things. And it's, like, point point connect here, connect here, connect there, connect here. And it's, like, fucking crazy. And they all come together smelling like piss and shit. Just, like, what did you get? What did you get? Oh, this is good. We'll write this. All right. But the last one is a mystery that has not been solved. And it is concerned. And it's the main character, Liliana. This one, actually, I th- we'll start with this one first. Because I am, now, you play Origins already, right, um, Marusio? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah um christian is gonna is this game been out (laughs) (laughs) so inadvertently is gonna be the reason why we're doing this because it's gonna be spoiled for christian either way right and i
3: have not played a single bit of anything dragon age and i just purchased origins uh to start playing it and hopefully stream
1: have you ever played any of the old forgotten realms uh, D D classics, like uh, I just Baldur's started Gate. playing and i <laughs> I'm sorry. I just started playing D D, maybe about six months ago. Yeah, no, but I, what, what I what I, what I'm actually talking about is like the PC games, like Baldur's Gate or like uh, Neverwinter Nights or Icewind Dale. Have you ever Have you ever mm-hmm. played any of those? I, I think the oldest I probably have played is Morrowind tomorrow when okay so that's and, that's and oblivion gotcha so no n- no experience with any one of the w- any one of the um what's it called what's it called crpgs i think um like the one that top down rpgs like you have to pause a lot and like uh choose your actions and everything and then you you unpause and pause again a few seconds later to see mm. how how it turns out like n- no experience with that at all I mean, I've
3: done RTS's a lot. That's what that sounds like to me. But I, I'm pretty sure you're not talking about
1: the same thing. Well, it's it's kind of different. So, reason I'm I'm referencing all of this is because um, Dragon Age Origins is a lot like Baldur's Gate, like classic Baldur's Gate in a way. And okay. uh, it's if you had played any of those, I, I would be able to tell you uh, whether you will like it or not. But honestly. Dragon Age Origins is just a delicious game. It is amazing.
2: It's, uh, it's uh, and it gets its main inspiration from Game of, Games of Thrones. So you'll definitely you if you depending on what class you pick, if you go in human noble, human noble, you instantly getting what happens to Ned Stark. <laughs> <And basically>, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but your character is essentially your character is essentially Jon Snow as well except for what the Night's Watch did to him
3: You know, I mean cool, cool, cool but that means I don't want to choose a human noble to be honest <laughs> um, <laughs> like elves... I've seen that shit I want to do something
2: else here's the thing though elves, dwarves they, um, they all get their own Game of Thrones moment in each of their own origin story yes. they kind of do yeah yes. trust me you're going to be like what the fuck? Now the one I'm I dislike about origins, you can't you can be a commoner, as like with an elf um, and the dwarf, but you can't be a commoner with a human. You either have to be a human fighter, or if you're a mage, you're instantly in the fucking mage tower
1: yeah you know that's that was that was actually something that was extremely in uh, extremely interesting and uh in a way a bit cutting edge about dragon age origins is that all the way back there this was a game where whoever you were whoever you decided to be actually determined how you would start out in the game like there are different ways to start out in the game depending on your class choice and your and your race
3: Wow, yeah, and I'm thinking about, like, when that game came out, that actually makes a lot of sense, like, why people were super into it, because obviously it's like, yeah, that is cutting edge at the time. Not, yeah. not a lot of games that I can think of around then did shit like that. Yep.
1: And it is it, it is really interesting. I mean, so here's one thing that, uh, that, that I find kind of funny. Um, back then, I remember, to me, uh, Dragon Age was the epitome of the low fantasy uh, setting, and I guess it still kinda fits that description, but now with other things having showed up in, in like in the present, like things like Game of Thrones getting a lot more popular, uh, and then crushing to the ground, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um did you, know, you hear something? I, I didn't hear nothing. What's uh, <laughs> what season? And uh what and the about? Witcher and The Witcher giving a, a a more of a dark, darkly twist to yeah. fantasy. Um Dragon Age actually now feels uh and with the later Dragon Ages, um Dragon Age now gives me more of a high fantasy-ish feel even though it still has that low fantasy background uh, on, on on the bottom but it, it I do feel like it's gotten a bit higher fantasy since yeah.
2: um, to bring us back on course <laughs> um, this is from Charlie Stewart on Game Rant and his article the top of the article says Dragon Age 4 needs to resolve one big Dragon Age 4's mystery somehow so essentially his is the article starts off with Inquisition's story left off fans with left fans with many mysteries that players will h- hope will be answered in Dragon Age 4. The next installment. Thank you. Um, the next installment um, of Bioware's fantasy franchise, one easily overlooked in detail in the game, um, has a huge implication of the world of Thedas. Was only available to players who made a vital choice in Origins. Um, <laughs> If the and this is this is the setup. Here's the spoiler alert. There we go. All right. (laughs) This Um, is where I'm getting spoiled. Cover your
1: your ears, Christian. Cover your ears. I can't listen to this.
2: (laughs) Okay, so if you have the warden decide to corrupt the urn of sacred ashes, their companion Liliana will turn on them and fight you, the character and your party
1: like she's going to win on her own.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> she's and she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um and it says it's entirely possible to avoid this conflict as players only need to corrupt the ashes if siding with the dragon worshiping cult of Andraste. Regardless of the choice, however, Liliana returns as a character in Inquisition as the spy master to the inquisitor. Now I'm going to stop right here. What this person failed to also forget, Liliana is also in Dragon Age Two. So even if you killed her in Dragon Age Origins,
0: mm-hmm. she still
2: comes back in Dragon Age Two, working Damn. with Cassandra. So uh, it's just like it unexplained.
1: She, somehow I'm alive. Yeah, but she barely shows up, does she? Like, yeah, she's, it, like she's, so she's in the middle uh, in, Dragon of, Age, she, in Dragon Age. In Dragon
2: Age Two, she's in the middle where Hulk meets her for the first time, um, and instantly um if bethany is still there she will remember liliana um hmm. and then at the end of the game liliana is outside of hawk's home and cassandra's tell, tells her that we need to find someone else to um help us bridge the gap between the mage rebellion and the templars to set up for inquisition
1: hmm. Hmm. mind you it, it would be very interesting I mean, I, I kind of imagine the reaction of the person who actually went ahead and killed Liliana uh, and, uh, and and then sees her in Dragon Age 2 and is like,
0: what? I, I think-
1: killed this person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then having to wait all the way up to Inquisition to actually find out what the hell happened. By the way...
2: But you know, you don't know what happens to her in Inquisition because uh, she doesn't bring... She- it's, it's, yeah, it's, she... it's in the article what um what she says what happens to her. Sorry, my brother. When I said thank you, my brother dropped off a huge ass um churro for me. So, oh,
0: man.
2: <laughs> I had to take a bite of it. I I've been craving a fucking churro since the pand- pandemic started, <laughs> <laughs> and I got one. And I'm kind of tearing up.
3: <laughs> Are you churro about this? That was your,
2: bad. Your, your, thank you. Thank you. Your puns, your puns is not stopping me from my love right now. I know. <sighs> now, back to the article. Um, she returns the in Dragon Inquisition as the spy master to the Inquisitor. If she was killed in the first game, Liliana will explain that she awoke at some time after her death still in the temple believes that the Maker resurrected her. The implication of this are huge for Dragon Age lore and pose the mystery that Bioware needs to explain in Dragon Age 4, which I do agree. He goes on to say, in Liliana's death and return, in an interaction with the Inquisitor early on Inquisition, Liliana has has this to say, I awoke later in agony. The ashes were gone and I can't explain how I survived. This might seem like an easy cop-out for Bioware so the developer could include the fan favorite character from Origins. Um, hmm. um, the Cool Herd Inquisition, regardless of the warden's choice. At this point in the game, it appears ambiguous as to whether or not Liliana was truly ever dead or merely survived her injuries after the fight, leaving the distinction as a matter of faith, though one made less ambiguous if the warden used his decapitation-finishing move. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which, you, which you would have, trust me, You gonna, if you... I I know you're not gonna be a warrior because I because I, I know because you you always break down um, Christian your your D and D character so I yeah. know you're not gonna be it'll more likely be your party member chopping if you keep Alistair as your warrior which you should always have at least one warrior in your group okay um more likely it'll probably be Alistair chopping her head off okay or Sten or hmm. uh, anyone else.
3: Y'all get me excited like now I want to play the game regardless of whether I stream it or not
2: um at the end of Inquisition's final um Dinos DLC the trespasser well it's not the trespasser but it's trespasser listen to this if Liliana is not made divine at the end of the game her epilogue states that one day she goes missing from her tower as a cloud of Ravens passes overhead leaving a note which reads Lyrium saying um saying the, s- the excuse me the lyrium saying thought into being now it's time to stale and the melody is called elsewhere until i am needed i am free Mm. is Liliana a lyrium ghost is now my question i'm posing to mauricio
1: damn i wish i knew what a lyrium ghost is
2: you played dragon age 2
1: i did yeah you remember, I played them all.
2: You remember the totem, the the red lyrium came to life and started. Um, when you get to this point, um, Christian, it's gonna be.
3: I'll, I'll probably forget by the time I'm there. You, but wait, is this,
1: is this the is this the is this uh, the DLC? Because I didn't play the the Dragon Age two DLC.
2: Not not the Dragon Age two DLC. It's the story. Um, remember, we go to the deep roads and we discover yes. the red lirium that the totem and it, it corrupted um uh, meredith knight commander meredith oh, and then varic's the brothers
1: so awesome
2: so but do we that's where we got the introduction to red lyrium and mm. it's more it is more powerful in inquisition um they in inquisition they make templars um eat it so and it corrupts and it just warps their bodies yeah they're worse than dark spawn trust since you didn't play Inquisition, they're worse than Darkspawn. Darkspawn is hard because they're technically reanimated um, corpses of um, wardens, but fighting Templars who are now imbued with this red lyrium that warps their bodies, it just like, holy fucking shit.
1: Yeah. Um, Man, great games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Too but, bad about the gameplay
1: on the last one, though.
2: Yeah. Um... <laughs> It also says, um, this connects several of the biggest mysteries in the Dragon Age universe that many fans are eager for Bioware to explain. It implies that it is the lyrium, the magical mineral mineral that connects mages to the Fade, which is responsible for the life-giving powers of Adrastes Ashes, which um, held um, Lord Eamon, um, potentially meaning that the followers of Adrastes have, unbeknownst to them, been performing a kind of magic rather than witnessing miracles. So, the thing uh, now, the rest of the article is going to go back to the changing of the lore of doors, um, and it's going to also tag back to Liliana when we get to that portion because because now we're changing the lore of Dragon Age of people dying and now coming back in a different way,
0: hmm.
2: um, and Liliana is now point proven. She te- if you go that technically that's the evil route. If you side with the cult of Andraste.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, killing off a technically fan favorite character, cause you look at every playthrough on YouTube, no one kills off Liliana. Now unless they're trying yeah. to get unless they're trying to get the trophy. Um, yeah. Or siding with the cult of Andraste. But that is the question when we get to Dragonish 4, wow. is if anyone who has, and Bioware perfected a way to carry your saves over. So I know Dragon Age 4 is going to be safe if you carry your saves all the way over. And if you never played 2 or Inquisition, you can do your um, Inquisition show that you can make choices for the first two games and just go right into Inquisition. But you won't get none of the, the lore or the story like I'm, I'm spouting out right now for the, like the last, how long we've been going on for so far. We're at forty six minutes. Over like the last twenty minutes <laughs> 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 that I've been spouting off, but um, my thought before we go into the next thing, and you can y'all can jump in if y'all want. I seriously feel after reading this, and then like there's more to this one article because but it links wow. to uh, a character in, in the descent. I seriously feel Liliana if she did if you had the choice of killing her, she is now a lyrium ghost, Um, there is a character who's, um, is a spirit that another character can, um, what's that word, sense that he's a spirit. So I feel Hmm. since Liliana is so connected to, not only to Andraste and the maker, and she's technically in a temple that has lyrium imbued in it. I think that her corpse absorbed that lyrium and her spirit is now, like, she probably did die and she came back. The reason why she said she was in agony, I'm saying because she probably reformed her body, hence why she would be in agony. And probably went off acting like nothing happened. And she uh, and she also does hate the warden when you, when you get to Inquisition. She has no love for the warden no more. Hmm. Like, she wants to kill him so it goes that route and it's even worse when you have Morrigan there like you have yeah choices. that's have that's to. what I
1: wanted to ask does Morrigan make any comments uh, is there like what what's what's going on there
2: here's the thing I never killed Liliana and I don't want to I don't and I, there's a lot of choices in these Dragon Age games where you see these characters and you and I love the beauty of people streaming this um uh Cullen not Cullen I legit just said his name and I fucking forgot. Alistair. There we go. God damn it. Hmm. Alistair can be a drunk and he can finally get to be sober again in Inquisition. Um, You can also kill off Hawk in Inquisition. Can you? Yep. Um, when you oh, in yeah,
1: that's right. There is a way that he dies, yeah.
2: Yep. If you meet Stroud in Dragon Age 2, um, and also, you can also kill off Alistair. So, if Alistair becomes a drunk after Origins, you'll meet him in Dragon Age 2 instead of Stroud. So, when it gets to the fight in the Fade and Inquisition, you have a choice of Alistair or Hawk to kill off. Anyone who picked the drunk Alistair storyline through these games always 100% killed off Hawk. I only saw a few people pick really? Alistair. Yep. Yeah. I saw a few people pick Alistair to die. And if you do the Dark Ritual with Alistair instead of the Warden, which is your main character, Alistair would say, tell Morgan, I'm sorry. It was like, I, I forgot the line, but it's uh, connected to Morgan. Like, they somehow, some way now have an actual relationship because of your Inquisitor.
0: Hmm. But
2: right. my dumbass... And if this was done today, if Origins and 2 was done today, this wouldn't... It would, it, would, it would block it out. I had a relationship with Liliana and Morgan. Both? This, both. And both made a comment in Inquisition about how they both love the Warden. They miss him. But he's, my Warden is off trying to find a way to stop um, the, the um, calling from happening. The calling, yeah. So... Liliana's like, when this is all said and done, I know where he's at. I'm gonna be by his side. And I'm like, Ooh, Morgan was talking about finding me too. Oh,
1: <laughs> did 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 you go? Did you go with Morgan afterwards?
2: I did, but then Liliana said the warden found me, and we spent so much time together. So I'm like. Oh, uh, he probably was like, uh oh, I'm going to go get some milk. And fuck mm. the little guy.
3: <laughs> Walks <laughs> over to the next tent.
2: I'm like, oh, I'm a dick. I created a dick character. Do like, you think the warden... got two fucking families, man. <laughs> Do
1: you think the warden should return for Dragon Age 4?
2: I would like to see the warden return, yes. But then you have to come up with a reason why... It... I seriously feel they're going to be in Morathis, which is um where Dorian is from from in- in, um, Inquisition. Um, I see it has to be a reason why he's there because they believe that Andraste is not a woman; it's a man. So pretty much, it's their version of Christianity. We don't they, we have a um a, a female version of the Pope in in Thedas. They have what we what is like essentially the pope in their world, in in their part of the continent. You have the current they have the whoever's gonna like you said, whoever is writing Dragon Age Four, you're taking bit parts and stories, and you have to carry them over into this game. Like if the warden, I would love to see the warden, but where has he been? Did he find a cure for the joining? Because there is a a mage, an elven mage who was a warden. She woke up one day, she she was not a warden no more. She had lo- she does not hear dark spawn, she lost the calling. She just woke up and she's no longer a warden. Yeah. And our warden, our Nike, our our warden knows this and he's off to find out what the hell happened and how it can work for him. So, yeah. I I would like to see my character come back, but he has to be a lot more older. They have to make Morgan, uh, and this actually we can go right into this one. Uh, which characters should return to Inquisition? What companions should return um, to Dragon Age Four? Um, we saw Morgan, Varric, Cassandra, Liliana. We haven't seen Sten, or I, by by the time we get the Inquisition, I think Wen already passed away. Um, who? when? don't remember yep. well she's not that old she's 46 but she's not that old in Dragon Age terms she's old she's hmm. the mage that runs with you in Origins
1: man I don't remember
2: oh it's been a minute for you huh
1: yeah it's been a while
2: he's <laughs> yeah, like wait you don't read this lore like I do? no it's only been 3 months for me because I, I just finished um, Origins again <laughs> I hear that sentence, listen but to it that has,
3: sentence.
1: It has yeah. been it has been like in the whole in the whole in, in the whole thing um it has been like 30 years or something since Dragon Age Origins all the way to Inquisition, hasn't it?
2: In terms of lore has been technically I Or was it like 10 15 years? 10 15 years.
1: Yeah, I remember because I I do believe I remember that uh, Dragon Age Two happened like ten years after the Fifth Blight, right?
2: You know, Dragon Age Two, the first start of the game takes place during the Blight,
1: during the Blight, right? And they
2: get into Kurtwall. Mm-hmm. Then it for, times jumps five years.
1: Five years, yeah, that's right.
2: So then we get we get that, um, but then here's the thing: Liliana should be looking a little bit older. But she still looks young. Cassandra, yeah. her age kind of, it matches up because she has an animated feature that's set technically is set during actually, yeah, it's set um, after Dragon Age Origins, after Awakening, before Dragon Age 2. She's around like 19, 18, 19 years old. And... She, um, her animated feature, pretty much, goes right into Dragon Age Two. Hmm. She's not a playable character in Two. She's just that person who interrogates Varric. Yeah. Um, but Inquisition saw the return of characters, like I said, Varric, Liliana, Cullen, mm-hmm. Morgan. Um, but that to that end, they asked which characters should return to Dragon Age Four. Um, since she didn't play Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> Either yeah, both of y'all have. We have... These are the characters that are in Inquisition who I... Um, more likely could uh, appear in Dragon Age 4. Blackwall. Blackwall is also known as Tom Rainier. He is a fake Grey Warden. When you, um, when you mm-hmm. meet him, he says he's a Grey Warden, but he's a fake. Um, By the end of Trespasser, depending on if you spared him from death in the main game or you make him go to the wardens to get constricted um, depends on like how his story will play out. Um, I decided to let him live and to um, stay with us. I'm um, with the inquisition. What I was mad was they kept on calling him Blackwall. No, don't call a liar by a name. That's not his. Hmm. <laughs> but the game did change the his title card from Blackwall to Time Rainier. I, I do give give them that.
1: I think I remember having him stay with the Inquisition as well, but I remember doing it in a way, like I remember that the way that I did it wasn't like a negative way. It Was like the most positive, the the most positive uh, outcome possible.
2: Ah oh, fuck! Cramp! Cramp! I'm cramping.
1: Ooh, Ooh, damn.
2: Uh Yep, chest cramps, leg cramps. It happens from time to time. I'm not going to speed this episode up. I'm just going to write it out. (laughs) (laughs) If I start talking fast, that means I'm going to probably speed this episode up. Um, Cassandra, which I also mentioned, it says she's um, another interesting case because she could either be rebuilding the Seekers or she could be the current Divine. That's if you choose her to be the divine. But I'm you know, I'm gonna null and void this all. Majority of these characters uh, reappear at the end of the Trespasser DLC. The main character, the Inquisitor, he loses his arm. Which never ever happens in any of these Dragon Age games. Something major happens to the main character. The only Damn. thing that happens to the warden, he's off to find the, how the way to get rid of the Colony. Hawk mm-hmm. is um is is missing at the end of, of Inquisition. He went to go take back the wardens back to Weisop, and they said now Hawk is missing.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um. So we know the warden is out there somewhere, but Hawk is missing. That's one character in danger. But your main character, Inquisition, he loses his arm. Which, once again, that's pretty... i want to say narrative changing to when we get to the dwarf um angle it is narrative changing because normally the main character would make it scott three free throughout the whole game even including the dlc But when you get to the final dlc they was probably like you know what let's do something that's never been done in games let's fuck up the main character
1: yeah let's fuck up the character you've been playing as this entire time i think i think it makes sense though in considering considering what was going on with the inquisitor um i mean how do you not make the inquisitor the main character of every single other game yeah. him having the ability that he has or she uh they um so how how do you know how do you not make them the main character of the series afterwards i mean if you if you want to keep changing the main character of every single game mm-hmm. You gotta get rid of problematic abilities like that, (laughs) and that is one hell of a way to do it,
2: yeah. And that would put him in a position to take over if Cullen doesn't return because Cullen becomes one of your generals. It would make sense to make the Inquisitor, um, if they let you use his last name, Trevelyan, his well, their last name, if if you're human, to be if they're human, yes, if they're human, I think it was their human dwarf elf kunari and human there we go um if we'll say they to be more politically correct if they um since they lost their arm i think they would be more better to be to take Cullen's spot as the general for whoever's gonna be the main character um in dragon age 4 because it'll, it'll be a lot more better you'd be taking this you'd be taking technically cassandra and cullen spot as the general with the option of making that character a fighter because they do show at the end of Inquisition, um, the, very, the very last end, they have different vignettes um, for the character. Um, one of them, if they're in a relationship with Sarah, um, they're running around with a crossbow attached to their um, arm, to their limb, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Which is really fucking cool. They use I'm like I that would be an awesome fucking character your see your character that you created running around as an NPC with a crossbow arm. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'd be kinda cool. That yeah,
0: that would be.
2: But then I don't wanna see it because I can't you that means you won't be controlling your character no more. Because You'll I'm have gonna- this <laughs> shit. <laughs> um But then, um, but like I said, it'll take um, Cassandra's spot. Cassandra can go either way. If you, um, if your choice was to make her divine, she gives you orders as the new Pope. But then in, in trespasser, she's like, fuck this being divine. I'm putting on my suit of armor and I'm going to fight the final fight. I like
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that. I actually fucking like that. You have a divine who's like, you know, fuck this. I'm fighting. I'm not going to sit here, give orders. <laughs> um. You have. Dory. I never.
1: I never did like the idea of Cassandra as the divine.
2: Who did you want as divine? Let, let's get into it. Let's get, let's get into it. Who did you want to do? I know you. I tried. You play it. I, I.
1: I. I supported. Uh, I supported Liliana.
2: Okay. So it's. It's as we go. It, it goes that way because I had um, Liliana. I had Liliana be the divine as well. I had Cassandra head up the seekers. And I had um... oh shit. Let me pull up her name.
1: Yeah, because I always like I remember I remember this in particular. Um, Liliana seemed more conciliatory, and Cassandra seemed extremely militant. Vivian. Vivian. And I didn't quite like that, so I preferred to to support Liliana as a divine.
2: And I had um, Liliana uh, Viviane to help um, the mages. Liliana to be the divine and Cassandra the head of the seekers.
1: I criminally ignored Vivian.
2: Here's the thing, though. And one friend, she said this about Vivian. She's a uh, she's a bitch, and she knows she is. So she's unapologetic. That's why everyone, well, a small group of people like Vivian. And I know people who are like Vivian. So that's I why, I, like, I didn't mind having to talk to her. And you can tear down her walls a little bit by, um. Phrasing, but um, her emotional walls where you learn that she had a lover. Yes, the wife knew, so that that is an interesting marriage, right there. No judgment, though. No judgment. Still interesting. Um, but yeah, video's not that bad.
1: I didn't like her. like i loved the way that she was introduced Mm -hmm. but then after like getting to to know the character i'm like this person is a bitch (laughs) i don't like her
2: (laughs) all right what about what about iron bull freddy praise jr himself
1: Oh, I I loved Iron Bull. Iron Bull was one of my favorite characters. Iron Bull and uh, and Dorian were my favorite characters in, in Inquisition. Um, they are on the even top higher. Uh-huh. I'm sorry?
2: The, sorry, sorry, to interrupt. They are on the top of the list of two characters that are likely to return because of Dorian. Um, Tevinter is, Um, I said Marathus. Like everyone's going to know what it is. Taventer is where Dorian is from. With is in, yep. like in Marath um, Marathis. Um, he's trying to fight. To quit blood mage and make blood mage um, being um, he's not trying to outlaw it, but he's trying to police it and stop it, making it a think of it. Doreen is Bernie Sanders, a gay Bernie Sanders, dealing with a whole country that are like Trump. Just to give y'all an example.
1: Hey man, you're you're going a, a long way to to assure Bernie Sanders' uh, straightness.
2: I don't care. I said what I said. I said what I said. If y'all don't like what I said, Desi is dead on Twitter. Ninety-nine percent of the time, I will reply. Well, one percent of the time, I will probably ninety-nine percent it'll just be sitting there. I don't have. It's like ninety-nine
3: percent out of like the three times somebody's added me.
2: It's legit. I don't have notifications turned on on Twitter. Nobody should not unless i do have dms i have messages um as notifications but i don't have if anybody tweet at me is any of you dm me it's just necessarily me i'm going to answer it No mention no i don't
1: know honestly i don't know how people can be on twitter i've tried it so many times and every single time i'm so repulsive I, i i'm so repulsive i feel like i'm drinking a gallon of poison every time i try to get on twitter i i i feel revolted i hate every second that I spend on Twitter. And I only do it um, to check on like people that I find interesting every now and then. Like every uh, six months I will get on five minutes, be like yep, this is still accessible and get out.
3: Yeah. I do not blame you. I, I, I feel that too most of the time when I'm on Twitter. Like, I Twitter is my least used platform. As in I have one tweet and I don't know why I have one
2: tweet. Well, yeah, that's how I was able to get a hold of Daniel. Daniel,
1: man,
0: all right,
3: Twitter man. can do some
2: shit. Danny's doing good. He's doing good.
1: I'm glad. I, I saw him. I saw him. I saw him log in. Uh, when, when was it? Yesterday and play something. I don't remember what.
2: Rocket League. He's always R- playing Rocket
1: League. I don't think it was Rocket League. I think it was something else. It was it, it was like a new ish game. I don't remember, but it wasn't it wasn't Rocket League. But yeah, I saw him online. I should probably say hi to him sometime. You
2: should. He's doing good. He's doing good. He's back. Um, he's actually in Florida as well. So.
1: Oh really, man! I really, I really gotta hit him up then because, yeah, when this whole COVID hell is over, when uh, when uh, the when life goes back to normal mode instead of uh fucking Dark Souls mode. I uh, should probably try to <laughs> try to meet up with him.
2: Yeah, that'll, that'll be, be summer twenty twenty one. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> um, to get us back on track. Uh, I love the idea
3: of calling this Dark
0: Souls mode.
2: I <laughs> I think that's where they got the fucking idea. Um, for Dark Souls, playing Insanity mode on any fucking Dragon, um, Mass Effect or Bioware game in general. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm not no. I, I, those are platinum trophies. I'm never gonna get. I I will if we ever be happy just be stuck at 89 percent on all Bioware games.
1: What are trophies?
2: I, know, I I don't. That is one of the reasons that I stopped. Um, I, I, for a minute I stopped playing games. Like, oh, get the platinum for this. It's so easy. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I don't want no trophies. If I had if if I had Thanos snap, I'd be like this. Get rid of trophies for all games. Nah. Yeah. Get, get, get rid of races first. Then trophies. And a billion dollars for me. And make Jeff Bezos broke.
3: <laughs> <laughs> why not why not save yourself a wish and just say give me all of Jeff Bezos' money?
2: <laughs> and we said it on the Night Out Show. Not one man should have all that money. Not even. Yeah, there
3: is there is no person on earth that needs a trillion dollars.
2: To get us back on track, before we get back on track, I will say this. You think he's Lex Luthor now? I will be more evil. I will be Doomfist from Overwatch, kind of evil. He's like. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is like
3: Lex Luthor had anemia for like three weeks before he went out into public.
2: Like I said, I will be. Doomfist level of evil from Overwatch. I will. Cor- I, I'm saying this now. I will corrupt the fucking government. You think? I, I would. I would do it. I would. I would do it. I would spend That's my train, right. my trillions of right. dollars Put us on those
1: on those watch lists, man. Is would, this uh, Amazon's CEO? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, he has a lot of money.
3: Yeah. He say. is the richest
1: guy on earth. I'm sure he poops money. That's
3: Right.
2: We literally just said, and we're saying it again. He probably made thirty thousand dollars just now for us talking shit.
3: Yeah, I wasn't joking. Like, he literally is a trillionaire.
1: No, nobody needs to be a trillionaire. Seriously. Yeah. No. No. There's. There's no. I mean. I mean, more power to him. Like, God. God blesses trillions, but Jesus, fucking Christ, man. Like, get a grip. (laughs) (laughs) Way too much money. (laughs) Once again, get
2: this. Get us back. I'll say this. If I ever go on Twitter and see one rich person bitch about not having enough money at the end of this, going towards the end of this year, I will bully them to the point that I will lose all my social medias. You legit, including Bezos, every fucking person who has more money, even movie actors, there are people legit right now currently are more likely going to lose their homes by the time we get into the new year. There's going to be a lot of people are going to be out of jobs. We are going to, in the U.S. alone, we'll probably lose over 30 million people due to this pandemic. Yeah, dude. I lost my uncle three weeks ago due to this. Damn. I do not want to hear, I don't want to see no rich people talk about, give us doing video, weird, awkward-ass videos. Aaron, Aaron, John, Aaron, and uh, Aaron Paul. God yeah. damn it! That awkward ass video. I don't want to see no actors talking about racism. Just put your money where your mouth is. Don't. I don't want to yeah. see no video. I don't want to see no video.
3: Just, Just th- go donate to fucking pro pro, uh, f- fucking pro right shit. You know what I mean? And and, it,
2: and it's sad that. And we we we're, we're not talking about dragon's issues because of the shit. But I don't care. Where adult actors and actresses are donating more money than actors and actresses. That boggles the fucking mind. They're all about spreading the love, man. Look, a white adult actress, I, 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 was, I know it was like, why are you race gotta bring this? No, it's said that you have a white adult actress having to tell other white people if. You like having sex with men of color, but would not fight and speak up for them when they're literally getting killed by police. Right. That sh- there should show you like, what the fuck world we living in? You have an adult hey, man. actress. Spe- like she can legit lose her job speaking up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just it just goes a long way to show you that uh, takers can be givers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There we, go. there we go. There we go. So, the end back on track. Uh, Dragon Age. Oh, man. <laughs> See, Speaking have... of takers. <laughs> We're not talking about Dorian and Iron Bull no more. Because <laughs> that, right that right there is we know who's the giver and the taker in that relationship. So, nope. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs>
1: But seriously though, Dorian and Dra- uh, and uh, and what is it? Bull. Iron Bull, that is like the cutest couple ever. Yeah. Like they are the sweetest, uh, and I love them, and I want to see them both back. I if I actually play Dragon Age Four.
2: I think they're both gonna come back. I think. How do you, how how
1: how is Dragon how, how is Iron Bull gonna come back? Like, don't you fight him in one of the versions of the in one of the okay. um, in one of the possible? All
2: right, Maurice, the here we go. Christian, here is your pro tip. Okay. For Inquisition. And I'm going to remind you every fucking time you we get to Inquisition. Okay. If you get to Storm Coast and you have a mission specifically for Iron Bull.
1: No, don't tell him. No, I have to, that, I have to. let him let him find out. No, let him find out. Do,
2: if you want Iron Bull and Dorian to be together, this has to happen.
3: All right. Let me say it. Uh, the name of the video we're going to be streaming is literally called Backseat Gamer. I got to get used to this. Yes.
2: <laughs> Do not let Iron Bull let the Chargers die. You save them. Because if you don't, when you get to the Trespasser DLC, which is the final DLC, when you meet the their, um, the Quenari's version of the Inquisitor, she's going to make a reference, and all of a sudden, Iron Bull is going to be like, sorry, boss, this has to happen. And you'd be like, what the like, yeah. literally, you going to, you, I I screamed. My brother who played it screamed. And he's normally more like reserved. Yeah. With Dragon Age, I'm more emotional because I like all these characters because I, I feel right. they really written very well. Despite Dragon Age 2, it was written very well. These characters are written well. Mm-hmm. When that portrayal hits you. I know I'm just talking about it, but when you play it, you're gonna be your even if I'm saying it, you're gonna have a different emotion than I will. You probably gonna be like, you probably probably do um, you probably like you know what? No, Dorian's not gonna romance him. I'm gonna romance him. Let's see how this is. Yeah, that's even worse when you romance him. Yep. It's oh, god. Those vi- I I just saw a woman do did a stream for it. She cried. Ah. She had to pause the game because she's like, what? Your actions have consequences.
3: Yeah, or lack of action. And his, yeah, man.
2: And when you kill him, that's it. He he's done. There's no, and the tone in your inquisitor's voice was like after he's dead. I I don't remember the exact line, but it's like this. He made his he he made his choice. I know that one for sure. It's the del- it's the delivery. Either it's uh, the male or female inquisitor. I do forever love the fact that whoever's their voice director tells them you need to give this line to like wipe away Iron Bull right off the bat. Like he like he made his tr- you'll hear that delivery. You can be like, you you're still emotional, but you be like, fuck.
3: Damn.
2: And also remember, you've been leveling this character up <laughs> since the main the main game and all the DLC
1: and and here's here's the worst part this is like the kind of shit that hits you hard because at this point like by the time that this happens it's not like you can be like oh let me just go back to a previous save and just choose a different outcome
0: oh
3: it's like no like no it's way far later this is
1: this is less than the middle of the game if i remember correctly like this is not even halfway through the game Uh, That this happens, and this is on the final DLC, isn't it?
2: Yep, this is the final DLC. You're getting this is close to the end of the DLC at that. You have to go all the way back to like to assume hour twelve of the main game.
0: Oh wow!
2: So there is no there is no going back. You have to go forward, like Luke Cage says in his own show: "Move forward." Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and like I said, you giving him armor and weapons. You either created it or it's a, it's a nice, sizable weapon. You made him powerful.
3: Yeah, it's like you—you you have to basically tear down the three—the thing that you cared for, building up.
2: Yeah, and you go from a four-party team to a three-party team, just to give you—just to give you a heads up as well. And it becomes—and yeah. it becomes increasingly harder to get through the rest of the um, the DLC, knowing that it's just not only three people going through it.
0: Oh
3: wow!
2: Like yeah. you
1: won't, you won't uh, draft another fourth member.
2: No.
1: What happens if you don't go with Bull?
2: Um, Bull, if Bull is not there in the party, he will come out of the shadows. Remember, uh, he's, he's still. So you
1: you are you will still, you will still keep like the four, the full four members, but he'll still like show up. Yeah, I
2: see. And it's, it's and it's still and it's still he still is a difficult fight. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't roman- romance Dorian Dorian will be hurt and you will be hurt for Dorian oh
1: yeah I imagine that yeah
2: and that title card at the end will for Dorian will be different because for Dorian if he's in a relationship with Iron Bull and he lives um Dorian will get ambushed and he's close to almost dying Bull and the Chargers comes and saves ah. Dorian and they kill him and then Dorian Bull Spend a good month together in and and then they go their separate ways again. But Dorian, uh, but Bull stays around to Venter, the border between to Venter and Thetis to keep an eye on Dorian.
0: Hmm.
2: So you'll lose There's... all that <laughs> just because you killed the Chargers. Oh, God. Yep. You intend you'd be killing off Commander Shepard. Ah! The, the the voice actress for Commander Shepard voices Krim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what am I game. gonna get into, guys? <laughs> you, 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 you gonna you you're in for a wild time. Um, but one character who is going to be in the game, and it depends on this one. When we get to Inquisition, Christian. This one is going to be hard because I'll have to pull it up and guide you through it. We okay. can't because we're, we're in the middle, middle of the pandemic, and I'm pretty sure it's going to go the pandemic is going to last till 2021. Oh, yeah. Um, there no there, doubt all through Trespasser, there's Easter eggs that will set up the of Dragon Age 4. But I'm gonna give you an Easter egg. I'm not even going to say the character's name, but I he's going to be in the 4. either way. There is a party member who oh, will become yeah. the main boss, he, you won't fight him in Inquisition at the end of Trespasser, it sets up for Dragon Age 4 and he will be the main villain for Dragon Age 4.
1: Oh wow. Man, and, that person and, really fucking sucks.
2: Yep, and he's in the game with you.
1: Oh shit. Yeah he is one of the he is one of the characters that I also hated that like from second one. Yeah. Like I avoided that person for the longest time and I didn't quite know why. And then I knew.
2: Yeah. And they will no. res- they'll, they'll respect you. They really will. But respect can only going to go so far. They will try to kill you and every human. Kunari and Dwarf. Just to bring back what they lost.
3: Okay, so it's not a member that's any of those races.
2: <laughs> and Elf as well. There's still well. Elves out there who support... Um, Dwarves, humans And they You have people Think of it like our world We want cohesiveness We want to be A single entity We don't have to worry about racism And then you have some who just like No I'm just gonna kill everybody And get back what I lost
0: Mm, Okay
2: So so it's It's You're gonna be like Well shit
1: And then there are those Who join the coon
2: Yeah and if they wipe out the Kunari, I'm sorry, keep bull, keep thin. let everybody go.
1: Well, I mean not the Kunari, just just the fucking Kun.
2: But the Kun is so indebted in like ingrained in the Kunari culture. It's like I seriously feel Mark Dura pulled a lot from modern culture. Um it's the um, nation of Islam, Christianity, Catholicism um, Norse mythology as well, um, it's all ingrained in this game. That's why Taventer has what we consider Catholicism Christianity in their world, while Thetis, um, which is, is still in the same world and continent, but in Thetis, we have um, a divine, which is technically a woman pope. Like if we had a woman, a, a female pope in this world, but we don't, it's the, in the divine and the maker is technically mary and andraste is jesus okay if, that's if, 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 if that's where that's how i'm getting my base. like i'm just trying to like okay this is we're flipping it on its head that's and we can thank our history for this one because i when I'm looking at this and then looking at what i'm studying from our history i'm like ah oh, okay and then you look at the dragon age games we have the medieval times with origins dragon age 2 we're leaving that medieval times is slowly creeping into a more modern era inquisition is now in that like that close to the Florence renaissance era and the renaissance era and then i'm pretty sure dragon age 4 when we get to deventer we're more likely going to see the industrial era but Hmm. still in the dragon era
1: is it is it still gonna be is this, it still gonna be like the um,
2: the, the age of uh, the dragons?
1: No, what I mean is that is it is it gonna jump in time that much?
2: I think it's probably gonna. If you look at each game, it technically, did jump in time. Um, because look. So well yeah, you, kinda. If you look at Inquisition, how everyone was dressed, this is technically how the Renaissance was how everyone was dressed how everyone was acting even those in Ferelden how they was acting how you notice some castles were still being upkept some still technically is, are decaying so that tells you that they are moving away from this medieval-esque era but we still have this these big gigantic epic battles and technically you have the Kunari is from an unknown, unknown land which I'm just going to consider as like in in the vein of um Serbia or Saudi Siberia or Abu Dhabi but or Africa but it's the Canary. Hence
0: mm-hmm.
2: so why I I feel the Kuon is kind of similar to Islam but differently because there's I don't I'm not gonna speak on Islam because I don't I'm I'm an atheist all right this come I'm gonna come right here I'm atheist I don't I only know. I like how you say
3: like you're coming out with that, even though you said that in multiple episodes.
2: (laughs) And I'm gonna do that because we don't know when people are gonna jump on these episodes.
3: That's true. That's true. But still, every single time, it's like it's like you know what? I'm gonna say it right here. It's like, dude, you say that every time. (laughs) And
2: and we have and we have and look, we have running jokes. (laughs) That's true. This is one of them. Uh, This (laughs) this is a new thing we're doing now, uh, Mauricio. Running jokes, running gags. Oh yeah,
3: we we yeah we got
2: runners. (laughs) Like at the end of the episode, I make people think that Christian's going to say something, and then I cut off the um broadcast. Or are you revealing the secrets? (laughs) Or I will probably set something up like we was going to talk about it, and then he'll be like, "You mother," and then I would cut off the episode.
3: Yeah, yeah, that ends up happening a lot. Like he's really good at getting reactions out of me.
2: <laughs> yep, that's why we need to get Dan on here. Make him think that we're gonna talk about Rocket League or something that he likes, and then just cut off the stream. <laughs> 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 I become a mean asshole. Oh, oh uh, God. Oh, uh, we, we what we learned about me in this episode. I love Dragon Age. I hate DC Comics. Um, and you
3: fuck with people named Dan.
2: And I am a homewrecker. I no, not a homewrecker. I am a male hoe. Know um, I'm in a damn. I'm in a relationship with um, Rosario Dawson. A made-believe relationship with Rosario Dawson, Liliana and Morgan. Nice. Yeah.
3: Isn't it weird that the two like actually non-real people are probably the closer relationships you have yeah. of that list? I
2: know. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna keep on speaking Rosario Dawson's name into the ether. But back on Dragon Age.
1: By the way, Des, if if you know if DC Comics makes you so angry as uh, as indeed we have proved that it does, um, you know what 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 would uh, satisfy your need of good superhero storytelling?
2: If you say Marvel, we're stopping this episode right now.
1: Oh Jesus Christ, no! I'm thinking of something better. What? Worm.
2: The fuck is a worm?
1: Oh. Jesus Christ. Okay. That's,
2: that, I don't know everything. I know. <laughs> we've
1: been we've been we so, so it's funny because we've been through this and it's 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 kind of hilarious that I can just present it to you again. Worm is a great web serial about uh, superheroes and the way that they that superhero society would uh, would work in a sort of more believable way than regular comic book heroes and it is great. It is gritty. It is I hate to use this word but it is kind of realistic in a way.
2: Uh, you lost me. <laughs> you lost me.
1: Why? It's I,
2: good. I have mentioned plenty of times already. We're we're close to 50 episodes. I'm tired of realistic, gritty, grounded superheroes. Really? And, yes, and, it's, and I like Nolan. Nolan has You're Just why, talking about this too I think last podcast. Yep, yeah, um I do, I, I've said, I remember, I look back what I said about the Nolan Batman films, and I'm gonna take. I'm wholeheartedly taking it back. He has made good Batman movies. My big critiques out of those movies, I hate when you make superheroes and you ground them. And you're trying to make it realistic, like X-Men. X-Men is a known offender of this. Batman, the Nolan Batman film is a known offender of this. You take heroes that are surrounded with um, fantasy, mythology, um mysticism and you and um science fiction and you ground all of this and i'm like no i do not leave specifically i don't want this I, I i like what wonder woman for the lack of better i hate shazam but shazam did it very well and aquaman has done it very well these three out of all of those dc films those three did it very well
1: mm-hmm. so okay so mind you all right so how about this let me let me paint you a picture. Imagine if you will a society where um superheroes and supervillains have be- have become so ubiquitous that um there has be- there there a-, a culture of sorts has been generated around the existence of both superheroes and supervillains to the point where there is a dynamic that is essentially a cat and mouse chase between the two groups where there are unwritten rules that everybody sort of plays with and there is a heavy focus um, on those who break those rules for one reason or another. When I say that it's realistic and gritty, I don't mean it's realistic and gritty in the Nolan kind of way. Is that it tries to think... It is sci- it is um it is superhero science fiction in the way that it wonders how would our lives be if there were actually superheroes out there and it tries to paint you a good a pretty good and believable picture of what that would look like that's what i mean when i say it's uh gritty and realistic okay,
0: okay.
1: so it is it is really interesting so worms parahuman look it up it's pretty cool
2: were uh put in the um chat bar so I can um look it up. Yeah, I wanna look that
1: up too. All right. Nice. Uh, if I if I get two people to to, to read it, I, I I have succeeded in life. I've been trying for so long.
2: Right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm looking for anything new to read instead of the same comic books I got.
3: For um, real, dude.
2: <laughs> and and on top of that I have Midtown comic books, Midtown Comics emailing me like you still have these comics in your shopping cart? I know, I ain't got no money. <laughs> Um, Transformers. That's why they're there. Transformers. Um, Terminator. Transformers. So it's the Autobots versus the T1000s. Huh. That, oh it's. Oh my god! It, it's the cover alone is fucking awesome. It's Optimus' face, but some of it's burning away, and you see the T1000. Oh. It's um. It's I, I intentionally did not read up more. I don't want. That is one of the few comics I don't want no spoilers for. I know normally I don't bitch about I don't bitch about spoilers, but for this one, I want to know how the Transformers, how the Autobots is now going against these Terminators. I, I legit this is like the one that I don't want no spoilers and I have been skipping out on, on spoilers, so yay me.
1: Man, they really they really have run out of ideas, haven't they?
2: No, this is a great idea. People always imagine what would happen if the Autobots or the Decepticons encountered the Trans um the Terminators. This was this was always a thought. Now finally, it came to it came to life. This is this is this has been nerd. This is legit nerd culture right here. When you put two entities together and you put them into one, like we got, I have the Autobot um, Ecto-1. One. That is a comic book. We're like, what would happen if the Decepticons um, invaded Ghostbusters?
1: i mean i am very happy that uh that i guess a lot of people have gotten what they wanted i just I, I i just find it a bit baffling but i guess if there's any medium uh worthy of bafflement uh it would be comic books so
2: and that's why and that's what i liked about idw because they have mainly those properties they have transformers they have terminator they used to have alien now um No, they still have Alien. They used to have, IDW used to have Predator, and Marvel now has Predator. Hmm. And this is, but this is not the first time. They, t- they, before IDW had Predator, Marvel did at one time had Alien and Predator and G.I. Joe under their, and Star Wars under their label. Um, but now, they recently, a um, couple of years since The Force Awakens, they got Star Wars back. There's some phenomenal Star Wars comic books coming out um, through Marvel. As much as I bitch about Star Wars now, there is some actual good Star Wars comic books. Uh, Man, uh, tell me about
1: that. Uh, Dr. I Af- just, uh, just...
2: Doctor Afra, she has a good line out. Um, you have a, uh, I want to, I want to say a, she's an asexual character, but I want to say she's an asexual character, but she is attracted to both men. Sexual orientation out of the side. side. she's a very interesting character and characters that she has interacted with. She even took out. She she took down Darth Vader without needing a lightsaber. She's she's just the what? Yes, she took down Darth Vader. She incapacitated Darth Vader. What? Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: Yep. Who are we talking about?
2: Doctor Aphra who she's um she's a character that has been created in a star wars lore and she's here's the thing though marvel is doing their own star wars lore so you will never see dr Afra in the mandalorian or anything because we still got, so, hate to say oh. Kathy Kennedy and her her cabal of so idiots. is she
1: is she part of like uh star wars legends or something or something like that that's she, what they call be, the she, expanded universe right
2: yeah she would be considered legends kind of um canon but um, Marvel has recently, before everything happened, the last issue was uh, March. Hmm. So she's this comic. Her comic is going for a while. Um, Darth Vader has his own run that ended not too long ago. Is and has a good Darth Vader run.
3: It's really good, dude.
2: Um, Luke has his run. Um, I think oh Han had one for a while, and we actually talked about Han Solo. His comic book run, because remember we found out he had a wife before Leia. Huh. And I know you remember Christian. Did, I am mean, not Christian. Uh, yeah. I know you remember. We talked about this one. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I think we did. But Doctor Aphra um, is more is more new though. Um, dude, I,
1: I I am so heartbroken by Star Wars right now because I oh, I here. just I just saw, um, I just saw, uh, nice what was wonder. it? Yeah, I, I just saw My Rise of Skywalker a couple weeks ago and it f- I felt like it had so much potential and it was squandered. Mm. It was so disappointing, man. It you know was what... so freaking disappointing.
2: You know what broke the camels back for me? Everything they could have put into the fucking movie is in a goddamn novel. What?
1: Yeah. I...
3: They did that with all of the movies, yeah. They made they made uh, novelizations of the screenplay that have a lot more
1: detail. Oh Jesus! You know what? I got the feeling of. I got the feeling that the that the reason why, um, why, a rise of Skywalker was felt so rushed. I felt it was extremely rushed. Was because it was meant to be two movies instead of one. I think if you if you notice the point where where Rey finds out that she is the she is the granddaughter of Palpatine is like pretty much spot on right in the middle of the freaking movie. Yeah. I have the feeling that M. Night Shyamalan 2.0 what's his fucking name? Uh I, uh, Abrams? What, what? yeah, JJ Abrams. Yeah, I just said JJ Abrams. <laughs> yeah, um, J- yeah, sorry. I called him M. Night Shyamalan 2.0 because that's kind of how I feel about him. Um, JJ Abrams had the idea of having whatever happened in the first half of the movie be its own movie, and that would actually have made sense. You kind of get this feeling that throughout the, the first half of the movie, there's a buildup and there's and there's a, a um a climax and then it goes right back down to regular like it, it's it's like it's it, it's like there are two build-ups and two climaxes so it's like it, it it felt to me like it was two movies
0: crushed
1: into a single one and it felt so rushed well i and think it felt yeah. like such waste, wasted opportunity
3: i think um like for part of the reason why it might feel like two specific movies is because they were obviously trying to retcon a lot of stuff that had happened from the second movie, when they had tried to change the narrative of things. When um, very specifically, like that last throne room scene in the Last Jedi, like when uh, that that director had a very specific vision of like Ryan how Johnson, he, yeah, yeah, Ryan Johnson had a very specific vision of how he was going to try to take the Star Wars universe, and then yeah. when they when they recon that. Uh, with JJ Abrams directing the third one I feel like that's why it might feel like two movies cuz they're trying to close a loop from that second one and then jump back into the feel of the first one
1: Yeah you know what though um this is I thought this was just just uh a coincidence that it happened on the on on Force Awakens Force Awakens subpar lightsaber uh fight oh, for sure um the the last Jedi fucking great lightsaber fights awful movie trash movie throw it in the garbage has a couple of really great moments and a great lightsaber fight and then um, rise of skywalker back to the trashy heavy what the hell is this garbage lightsaber fight i'm seeing again (laughs) It's because they, they were talking about, like, oh,
3: we're trying to do different styles. Like, this is supposed to be more of a knight-style, longsword, like, England's type fight.
1: But that's it not felt, what... It felt, like, it felt like Dark Knight rise, uh, Rises levels of, uh, of, uh, of choreography. It, it felt useless and heavy, and, and it felt... It, it didn't feel right
3: yeah it felt like they were going for an artistic choice but i don't think that was the correct choice there yeah because they 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 were talking about like how it's supposed to represent like the different styles and characters and how they like learned how to fight because there's different fighting styles in star wars lore canon that that um, pertain to lightsabers but his is supposed to be like a heavier older style which goes in line with the cross guard kind of thing but either way it's like okay cool you're you're trying to keep that lore but it still translates into really boring ass fights on screen
1: yeah no it was it was extremely boring like yeah very spectacular in the special effects side of things but when it comes to actual um like the oh, jesus christ the whole swordplay. <laughs> the short play was awful but the whole the 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 whole i don't and I, I mean i i feel terrible saying this because it's like i'm not a director but i don't feel like uh jj Abrams is a good director like the a lot of the stuff that i saw was so awkward like the the scene where where ray uh, we're we raised in this uh, in, in the desert planet, and then Kylo Ren starts coming in with the with the shit w- with the spaceship, mm-hmm. and uh, and then she likes goes into a sprint position, but then paralyzed, but then stands there and just waits for a bit, and then just turns around. It was so cringy; it felt so awkward and weird, and it didn't feel natural. This is not a, this doesn't feel like a person. Being a person, it feels extremely tight. It feels extremely contrived. It, it doesn't feel like a like a natural person, and mm-hmm. I I think that that defines a lot of what I saw in that movie. Okay. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yep. Yeah, and now, back well,
3: that
0: was Dragon to- Age. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now back to. Um, I'm I'm trying not to talk about Star Wars because
1: let's just put lightsabers on Dragon Age Four. How about that? That's a great idea.
2: Do you ever want to live? <laughs> do, you want, do you want to see your girlfriend? <laughs> uh, I I I don't normally like telling people I will kill them, but I will kill you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoever is making Dragon Age Four, take it's- a note. Write it down. Lightsabers. They're does that awesome. imply that you're enjoying
3: telling him that you want to kill him right now? Because I normally don't like telling people that. <laughs> so does that mean you like it this
1: time? He likes it. He loves telling me he's going to kill me.
2: He's, he's <laughs> like, he makes this thing as this is the first time. <laughs> yeah, right,
1: it I'm really not. isn't.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway. Something that we almost got to rein us back in and to get us close to the end of the episode because we are almost at two hours.
3: Damn. Yes.
2: Time flies
1: when you're having fun.
2: Ain't yeah. bad. Um, In The Descent, um, this is something we talked about and this is actually something that does correlate to D&D because you are changing a race that is inherently not magic base. Um, we're talking about dwarves.
3: I mean, dwarves are magic-based... You can have magic-based dwarves in D&D. You
1: can. You can. Yeah, no, there's like not in, nothing against it. Not in Dragon Age,
3: though. Not in
2: Dragon Age. You, this is where you're breaking a lore. Uh, so, okay. here's, the,
1: here's the thing. Dwarves... Uh, the thing about dwarves is that they are immune to lyrium. And lyrium is the... Is, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, lyrium is the, the conduit of magical energy on the world oh so, so it's based off of like something physical that allows you to manifest magic exactly lyrium is extremely addictive it's like a drug and it's also a magical conduit that gives you like like the, that gives you magical power okay um so dwarves are immune to lyrium so they cannot have uh they they cannot have magic but they can't get now <coughs> they can get poisoned they can get lyrium poisoning, especially if it's from red lyrium, uh, which is like a whole nother weird shit. On on, uh, Yeah. So it is possible for dwarves to be affected by red lyrium, um, and they can get lyrium poisoning as well. But that's one of the reasons in-game where do- why dwarves are such great uh rune casters i think it's the name i don't remember yeah. what it's called um it's right.
2: um enchantment casting enchant
1: uh, yeah the, the one of the reasons why they are so gr- such great enchanters it, it is because enchanting requires you to be in contact with lyrium and because they are immune to ly- like they are resistant to lyrium mm-hmm. they don't get uh they 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 don't get addicted to it and they can actually use it and make enchantments, ah. and like attach m- magical properties to weapons and the, and and whatnot. Ah. So that's what makes them such great enchanters in that sense.
3: But, but if, uh, and if there's a dwarf mage, it's like what the fuck? How? And, exactly. And
2: this is how. In the Descent, the Inquisitor and his companion and their companions um, travel into the Deep Roads, which is. Trust me, Mauricio. It is fucking astounding. It's the map is bigger, um, and it's like, and it turns into certain areas turn into like a real RTS moment. Damn. Um, you and there's uh, area effects not from you, the player, from the dark spawn. So you really have to look out where you. If you play as for a rogue, you really would need to learn. If you if you're a dual blading rogue doesn't matter if you're an elf dual blader or dwarf or a human you need to know where you're going on the map because there are specific techs that will launch you to the other side of the room taking out a group of enemies on your way to the other side of the room and if you're not looking you can fall off the cliff which you can now do in these games you can fall off the cliff or land into a fire pit which you have to get yourself out of or you get launched into a corner where the enemies and the game will lock you into that the camera will lock you into that corner and you have hmm. to get yourself out of that corner. So, it's and it's a wild fight throughout. Um from from the start of the descent to the end. It's just wild. and it is intentionally hard. It doesn't matter what difficulty you setting you're playing, Dragon Age Inquisition, when you get to their DLC's the Descent, Trespasser, and um oh, fuck, I forgot the last one. Um there's a third. There's a third one. I forgot the name of it. Trespasser, uh, Trespasser. Jo- Joseph Hakon. There we go. Thank you. Jars of Harkon and Trespass. Um, Trasp- All three are hard. It doesn't matter if you're playing on easy, normal, insanity mode, it is legit hard. It is not gonna let up on you on the difficulty of these of these enemies you're fighting. Like, I was just go I was replaying it on Harcon. I was playing on easy mode. The fucking giant took me out with one hit like I was playing Skyrim. Jesus, I had to legit be at level twenty seven just to get through Jaws of Hakon. Oh wow! If you legit have if you playing, and also is another thing if you did not comp- when you do Trespasser when you get to the you pass the end of the game, but you did not do Jaws of Hakon or the Descent, and you want to go straight into Trespasser, it will tell you. Um, this is this is all um the advice to you, um, Christian, and to our listeners. It will tell you playing this there's no point of no return you would it will lock out everything in the game in the main game and also the dlc it will make note that you have never did any of this in and also in the trespass trespasser so which means what we're going to talk about here will never happen if you just go straight to trespasser after the main game campaign so just this fyi finish trespasser and descent before, I mean Joseph Hakan in the descent before you get the trespasser. Because it, it's important for the lore. Yep. Um in the descent, the like it's um, in the dwarves city of Ozomar, under the Dwarven City of Ozamar, the players have ever um, have ever ventured, you are going further than you ever have before. You going under the deep roads, which will learn what's under there as well. Which um, and you'll be in search of a titan who is believed has been causing earthquakes throughout the land of Thetis. Players will witness the return of the dark spawn in the descent, um, tying new threats to old foes. But at the end of the descent, however, it is revealed that the Inquisitor and the journey um, has been journeying inside a, a titan all this time. The deep roads. What is, the titan is the deep roads when you leave the Deep Roads and you go into a specific part under the Deep Roads, you're inside of a titan. That's interesting. The Inquisitor is like, wait, what? Like, you're literally fighting their heart. Um, And this is where the Lyrium comes from. There's a Lyrium ocean that you cannot drink. And it else says, don't drink the water. (laughs) it's, It's clear blue. It looks like Lyrium. But it's water, it's a legit ocean under there. And it's like and it's literally under the deep roads. And it's like, holy fuck, we're you technically in the center of the earth. Well, their earth. And and it's um, lush greens um, platforms and everything. You just wonder like how the fuck is this made? Um and it's it like it says, um, inside of the Titan along um, there's a path, there's pathways that have been traveling and and are part of a hereto-undiscovered kind of organic magical macrostructure. Macro structure. In the final part on Battle of the DLC, Shaper, Shaper Volta is struck by pure lyrium, which should have killed her. But when you approach her, she pushes them back with a magical blast that the Inquisitor immediately identifies as a spell. Though the shaper is now keen on, is is not so keen to do likewise. Though some players have determined, including myself, moral alignments of the Dragon Age characters, whether Shaper Volta remains on the players' side is yet to be determined. And this is where we also talked about that. Dor- and like Christian, um, like Mauricio has talked about, dwarves have been mining Lyrium for centuries, giving them. Partial immunity to Lyrium, like we talked about, but they can they but they can't dream. That's also another thing you'll hear a lot. Doris cannot dream. Um.
3: Then what's the point?
2: Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> um. But Shaper Volta is now hit with pure Lyrium, and she she basically did a pushing spell to push the Inquisitor back because like, she's not she doesn't know what's going on. And she's she now has a, she's now in tuned with everything that's going on. She can hear the lyrium. She can hear the um, everything that's going on. She can hear what's going up above her as well. So she's now magically based. Um, and it says at the end of the title card for her, you um people in Ozomar can hear cries, which is technically her because you're gonna be traveling with um shaper volta and another companion um it's like technically having five people with you but at this point this person dies who is technically connected to shaper volta so it just um you find out that his grave has been dug up and you hear cries um throughout under the underground
1: so shaper volta i'm guessing is a dwarf
2: yes she's a dwarf
1: And uh, so basically what we're getting at is that it's possible. That it's not that uh, dwarves are uh, immune to lyrium and by extension to magic. It's just that they're highly resistant. And with a dose high enough, they may develop actual magical abilities.
2: I would say her, if, let's say, between the time of Inquisition and four. She starts a family if she even decides to. And if it's with another dwarf. That means that since she's now powerful, she probably learned a way to keep her powers in check. Maybe that child now has dwarven, um, now is a dwarf with, excuse me, with powers.
1: Right, but aren't, aren't dwarves like super long living? Yeah. Like don't they live like super long?
2: Like, um, like, um, they, a, elves age slower, dwarves as well, but dwarves still can, um, die like humans, but they, they have also an accelerated, um, aging as well. I
3: was going right. to say, like, doesn't, stereotypically, don't dwarves normally live, like, either really long or a lot less than humans? Well,
2: when you we get to direct, in Origins, you go, you're, um, meeting a dwarf who's going to be his epitella of his, um of his age okay um and mm. you're you deciding if you want to keep him as the king of Ozamar or his um not his nephew um the original king's son as the king of Ozamar so you, you really that's a that is a choice that is hard you do you pick someone who's on the who's close to dying or you pick a younger person to take over
3: but obviously their ideals are different
2: he, oh yeah majorly different mm.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm. Um,
1: so here's here's one thing that I that I wouldn't be upset at. Let's say that for example, uh, this person, uh, what was it?
2: Shaper Volta.
1: Shaper Volta. Let's say that Shaper Volta joins as a party member in in Dragon Age Four, and it turns out this uh, and it turns out you said it's a, it's a she. Yes. All right. So let's say she. Um, joins as a party member and it turns out that she has magical powers and she's like an exception because of what happened uh during the dlc i don't have a problem with that like i if if it's like a special character i i don't have a problem with that here's what i would have a problem with if they like unless it's like hundreds of years in the future and they explain it Mm -hmm. um if they if this is like five years afterwards or ten years afterwards and it's like oh yeah no and by the way uh dwarves can do magic now that's what i don't like that that's what i wouldn't that's what i would be extremely skeptical on
2: i wouldn't say all doors i would just say just for her but um in here it also the design also reveals new hints about the ancestry of doors that might provide a workaround for their magical ineptitude. After being struck by Valyrium, Volta identifies herself as the child of the Titan and states that the earthquakes will stop because the Titan has been calmed by finding one of its children. It is possible that dwarf, that dwarven mages will be able to retain their strict cultural adherence to their sisters and their aversion to the Fade by turning to the Titans for their power. Fulfilling the role of both ancestor and a source of magical energy. With all these changes in the deep roles, it is possible that the Great Wardens might be also involved in Dragon in Age 4, but how or if um, it is, um, is connected to the Titans has remained to be seen. It also states in the article that while Bioware has yet to expand upon the exact nature of the relationship between the Titan and um, Delirium running through the Lyrium running through its veins, the Fade, and the Dwarves, it appears that the developer is also giving itself the option to reverse the previous limits on the Dwarf mages both in the story and of, for its players rather than limiting the player who chooses Dwarves to using magic through their non-Dwarven teammates. Though a diverse group of followers is still on our Dragon Age 4 companion list, um, which we talked about earlier. Um, like I said, if they do not go with the fact that Volta will be in the game as a as a dwarven mage or any dwarf decided to go past the deep roads to this titan land and get called upon get their powers reactivated by the titan we they, they can go it can go two ways dwarves now have magic because of the descent DLC or they just omit that Volta is the only person who has these powers but you will never see her and Dagna is the only person who, in the world of Thedas, has... You also, you also meet a character, um, Christian, named Balta. Or not Balta, um, Dagna, who wants to study at the Tower of Magi, the Circle of Magi, to learn mm. about magic. And she's, I, I like the character. She's really cool. She comes back in Japanese, um, Inquisition. Um, it's heartbreaking with what, um, what happens to her. But no, she's, she doesn't die, I'm just saying, between her and her family which is like representative of what today is when a child wants to do something, but the parents are being dicks.
1: Actually, um, I'll tell you this. You get right. to choose.
2: Yeah. And also, yeah, you get to choose. I always chose the, um, the letter go um, to, cause she becomes a viable member. Yes. We did not get sandal back. Enchantment, <laughs> but he is referenced in inquisition though. Hmm. Um. I don't know if you know this, um, um, Mauricio, in the um there's no reference to sandal there's like one codex uh to Sandal. sandal but who? The, um the kid who keeps on saying enchantment who makes the enchantments for you
1: in the in origins
2: yeah he's in he's in origins and he's in 2 but he's not in 3 but he's referenced and i don't i don't remember but i'm telling you cuz i said just in case you don't remember Least It's probably the mic. Um, <laughs> but in Inquisition, um, it is actually in Dragon Age in general. It is implied that Sandal is technically magical base because two times in Dragon Age. In at the end of Origins, we're going to get the we're ready to fight the final boss before you legit fight the. the the blight, the damn dragon. You go into a room. The archdemon? Yeah, the archdemon. Dark spawn is dead in the whole entire room. And Sandal is in the middle of the room. Bloody. And he looks up and they like Sandal? Angel says, Enchantment? And you like. And legit they <laughs> like, Did you take out all of these Darkspawn? And you you buy some extra health points you buy some enchantments he'll enchant your armor and you're off fight the final boss it happens again in Dragon Age 2 um, Sandal runs off and is up to Hawk and his party members to find him and he freezes and you think it's an enchantment but even Mark Dura who wrote who written Dragon Age is like it could have been an enchantment it could have been something else he freezes a dark spawn right in front of him even Hawk is like Hawk and Bar is like, this is one strange kid. And I think
1: I remember thinking like getting my mind blown somewhat by something like that. so I do see, I do think I remember something like that.
2: And in Inquisition, he's referenced again, but you don't see him. when you go in the final DLC trespasser. people complaining why there's no sandal. Sandal. When you get to the final DLC and you go to this part of the fade, you see a little area in this fade, and is you have to find it, or you miss it. It's his camp, and all his enchantments and stuff. And you find his own journal, and it just says enchantment over and over and over again. But this is in the fade. How? And dwarves don't dream. Um, if you have a may if you have a dwarven fighter in Inquisition, he even says, "I should not be able to be in the fade." He would legit say that. Even Varric would say it as well. They're not supposed to be in the Fade. They can't dream. They hear, and he see. And Varric will also say he sees things differently than every other party member because, once again, we also we both mentioned. Me and Mariso mentioned it. Dwarves cannot dream,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so dwarves see something different. But Sandu says says he can dream when he speak. When, he, when he's not saying enchantment. He says he can dream. He dreams about certain things. So there's your hint right there that there is magic technically in dwarves. And then plus his father who dies between Dragon Age 2 and Inquisition. He said that he found Sando in the middle of the Deep Roads. No parents was connected. He don't know who left them there. He was just there in the Deep Roads.
1: So that kind of connects to that kind of that might kind of connect to the to to the descent DLC then. Yeah, where Sandal might might have been just somebody who who got like I don't know.
0: He was an infant. He was
2: was an infant when um when uh, his father found him. Hmm. So it it could link back to it, and I think um that should be resolved in Dragon Age Four, either. Hmm. Valta comes back or sandal comes um sandal comes back you can say sandal sandal comes back hell have dagna dagna could be a possibility of returning she can be um a party member this go around where she's a fighter she's um i'm trying to think there's is there a dd character that's like um i, try, I, I can't I, I don't remember the terminology okay um dagna is your point of contact she can create enchantments but she can create different tools and stuff for you to use to farm um, to fight is that what i'm looking for artificer there we go there we go dagna could if they make her a playable um a party member she can be that for you that would be cool like truly, like this will slowly like, have it like sh- this was slowly building first she was a student then she helped the inquisition um, by creating objects for them and then all of a sudden she now she's a fighter. Hmm. But now she's now seeing two people who are dwarves and it'll be very interesting to see that from her. Two people who are dwarves who can dream and who has powers. And, that was, and I remember her, and I, I might have to replay it again because I wasn't listening. I think she said dwarves are connected to magic anyway so that will give her more of a credence to be like, I was right when I was standing
1: now the only the only um the only thing that I could say to that that might not like that might be a a counter for that is that uh Dagna is an optional character yeah, that is in, that in is Inquisition. Exactly so i don't i don't think that they're gonna make an optional character a party member in 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 dragon age four
2: but um look at um there is an optional character that does pop up. Um, all the characters are technically optional characters, if you really. Say like all,
1: up. so what I mean is that, like, a, a character who shows up on a previous game, not as a playable character, but like a, that you can decide their their fate, and then Isabella pops up. Isabella.
2: Yeah, remember she she looks very different in Origins, but she um, you have the option of letting her join your um, crew in Dragon Age Two
1: right but she okay so isabella's in dragon age origins i don't remember
2: remember when you first get to the um that inn um in dinner room um um you meet her you have the option to have a threesome with her lidiana and your character right and she teaches you that um that a uh, specific skills uh, another skill set for if you're a rogue
1: Right, but you don't decide her fate in a way that would take her off of the story.
2: In a way, you do. You can you can give her to um, the Kunari in Dragon Age Two.
0: Hmm.
2: Remember, I'm the one who's been replaying these games so many times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's
3: like, I only know this because I've done it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm the nerd in this. I'm the real nerd or sweaty in this group. Um, oh, yeah. For this topic, yes. Yeah. Um, to end this off, um, we, we circle right back to Liliana. Now that we talked about Titans, the DLC, could it be, and this is the final question I'll ask, could it be that the Titan blood, which is Lyrium, was, is so vast that it actually the Titan revived Liliana? and it wasn't the maker or Andraste it was the titan that brought her back and because and since we got that line in trespasser that she disappeared probably the titan asked hmm. her to come back
1: so this is tying to your theory that liliana is a lyrium ghost yeah I see. Um does the Titan show to have like a, like a, a will of its of 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 a sort like a, a like a something that it wants?
2: No, it didn't it just like we was tra- we was like we was trespassing in this, this specific part of the deep roads. Mm. And we was just de- <laughs> and plus then we were destroying this heart to stop the earthquake. But inadvertently I mean- it gave Volta power stuff.
1: Hmm. i mean maybe in the end it's all connected in, in in one way or another uh i mean maybe maybe the titan is connected in one way or another to to um to andraste and uh what was the other one the maker the maker uh in one way or another i don't know it, it's it's kind of hard yep <laughs> uh
2: christian any any thoughts before we, we head out
3: I just want to reiterate. Uh, I want to say it again for those in the back. What the fuck am I getting into? <laughs> you're
1: getting into. You're getting into. Uh, what is it? Over a decade old narrative. Yeah. That yeah. is that is great in a lot of ways, and uh, and uh, pretty good in in all other ways. I'll tell you this. It's not often anymore that
3: two people can talk so in-depth about, like, a video game franchise where I legit am kind of lost for, like, a good, like, 10, 15 minutes straight. <laughs> like, that, that does not happen to me often anymore, and I fucking appreciate the fact that it just did. Because that just yeah. means so much more content for me to be able to, like, enjoy and, and like, you know,
1: have fun with. <laughs> so he- here's here's what they, wh- what they did... Um... With Dragon Age Origins, that was freaking genius. Um, they took the the the, bit, the they took the bits and pieces that made all of the old Forgotten Realms uh, style uh, adventures and uh, settings, and they twisted it in a way, and they gave it a shape uh, of a sort that made it extremely unique and it's and it's why the lore is so special about dragon age um but you will like you will notice the parallels like uh you'll notice things like man the deep rose is the dragon age version of the underdark which is the dnds and 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 forgotten realms and pretty much basically all of that technically Um, i'm playing a forgotten realms game right now but, yeah, because you're playing five e, right?
3: Yeah, I'm playing five e. So we are playing Forgotten Realms, but it's a homebrew. But either way, it's like it's still very different than what you guys have been describing this. Whole time.
1: Yeah, and, and and you'll see you'll you'll see very very tiny similarities, but the 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 way that it makes itself special um, is the way that it really stands out. Uh, and they were like they they were really really good at making a really compelling lore. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, even, even with just the way that you already described how magic works in this is already very different mechanically and lore-wise than how it works in standard Forgotten Realms. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the fact that Lyrium is a thing in general, and that's the conduit for magical power, whereas like in standard Forgotten Realms, it's like a magical veil that different types of uh, classes and like casts and stuff have access to in their own specific ways, whether it's through a god or like a like a deal with some sort of um, deity or entity. Yep. As as opposed to something that naturally occurs that people have reactions to physiologically. Hmm. Like just that alone is already like the base for so much difference there. Yep. Yep.
2: And with that we're gonna end it right here. Once again, let's thank Mauricio Rodriguez for coming on.
1: Yes, thank you. Happy 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 to have been here again, man. It's uh, it's really nice uh getting on these long conversations with you guys. Yeah.
2: Um, and also thank you for Christian for sticking it out through this episode because I know you probably like what the fuck have I gotten myself into
3: it's all good it's all good I mean it's exciting like don't get me wrong this is like the last time I felt like this was maybe when I was like 15 doing like a, a networking class in Florida or something <laughs> where like I legit did not know much of what's going on but I was like okay no like I'm trying to remember everything I can That way, when it comes back to it, it's like, okay, I'll try to remember this, but I'm pretty sure half of it's going to be there, half's not.
2: Yep. And it's it's fun to talk about. Yep. And this was a good, fun episode. Um, I got to talk about Dragon Age to my heart's content. We got the shit on COVID 19. We got the shit on the president, Jeff Bezos. You got updates of what's going to happen to GCR in the next year and a half. And we once again shitted on DC Comics. That's just stay at this point. Yeah, that's just the thing at this point. And with that, we'll see you in 2 and 2.